Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Show here on Buzzing Patea, the show where we talk about things happening right here, right now, as well as general news, tips, information, and advice. Now, welcome back, Adam. Adam, how you doing, my man? All good. Good, good. Now, in part one, if you didn't see part one, there is a link to the, to the video in the description below. Check it out when Adam was sharing about, well, we'll call it the more interesting time, shall we? Something like that. That's good. Good. So you've changed from gossip in the streets to now official news with Patea News. And you know, you are what I consider to be one of the go-to places in terms of finding out what's going on in this, in this town. I mean, how did that transition happen? What happened? How did you get involved in uh, Patea News? So uh, kind of going back to the first video, we didn't cover it that much, but I spent five years as a uh, bar manager okay. um, prior to that. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, now you're a journalist. I, I hate using that word because I've never claimed to be, you know, the person that knows absolutely everything or, yeah. or, or a, a licensed journalist, et cetera. What happened was uh, I was getting tired of the bar scene as I kind of summed up in part one. It was just becoming draining, constantly going to parties, um, drinking every day. You cannot be a bar manager and not drink it. Well, okay, I know some people are gonna disagree with me, but the industry that I was in and working at a Nightwish bar and working on Soy 6 and a customer facing role, you had to drink every day. Okay. So, so that was really draining. So. In, uh, in the end of 2017, uh, I had started in 2014, so it was going on four years um, as a bar manager, which is a long time. Most guys don't make it that long. Uh, I spent five years full time and uh, still did some part time work up until the bars okay. closed. And uh, I was just getting tired of it. And uh, I was looking for uh, something else to do, um, something professional. And uh, Brian, uh, Brian Flowers approached me and said, well, AJ, you've got a, my nickname, AJ, you've got a, a background, you're a good writer, you've got all this stuff, you're good at computers, why don't we find something that fits that? And so we kind of uh, melded brains together and said, well, what about a news website? And we've had, a, there's at this time in 2017, uh, there were several news sites in Patia. Some of them are still around. You had Patia People, which is now, uh, Niels Kolov is a, a friend of mine. We're in Rotary together. Um, but he stepped back from news. Sure. And uh, they weren't really covering news anymore. They were just covering social events and things like that. You had Patia One, which became an aggregator. And at that time, um, in the past, they were pretty good doing local news, et cetera, but they eventually became an aggregator, um, which that's a fancy word for those not familiar with it, of basically copying or rewriting other people's news. Um, and you know what, that, that's a valid business industry. There's a lot of, I'm not knocking that, there's a lot of businesses out there that do that and do it well and there's a huge audience for going ahead and for getting aggregated news. Like we're also friends with the Tiger that does a lot of aggregated news and we actually give them permission to take our news. Um, as with Thai Visa, which is now like Asian Now or Asian Now. Yeah, it's changing it, yeah. yeah. Um, we're friends with all of those. Uh, but we wanted to do something different because what Patia didn't have, at least, uh, at least not majorly, yeah, last but not least, you have Patia Mail which was the only one of the three that we felt um, was really still focusing on local news, real news, had their own news teams, um, was not aggregating, but they, their, 
they've started to change, but at least in 2017, they're almost entirely focused on uh, their newspaper model and not on social media. Okay. And we really wanted to focus on digital media and social media. So we said, well, why don't we give this a shot? Um, so in December 2017, uh, we designed the WordPress site and we launched right around Christmas. And up until about 2019, uh, for another year and a half, uh, over a year and a half, I continued to work at the bar as we started to grow and okay. started to get an audience. When we started the news, um, absolutely, we did aggregate um, because we really had no choice. We didn't know a lot of what was going on and we, we learned from our mistakes. Um, I, I learned a lot more from my mistakes and my successes, but we we're growing and we were growing at a very fast pace because we were trying to focus on being neutral, being unbiased, um, being honest about what was going on while still staying within Thai law, mm -hmm. okay. um, and really trying to focus on local and regional news and not giving people news from uh, goats in India, like, <laughs> or not, not viral news, yeah, yeah. Not, not clickbait news. Yeah. And we really grew an audience from that. So we had grown enough that in 2019, in the summer, um, I managed to step out of the bar full time. Okay. Uh, and that's when we became fairly serious about the news, but we didn't become deadly serious uh, as in really growing the business, kind of like we were talking about uh, Buzz and Patia mm -hmm. until about just over a year ago when COVID-19 hit. Mm -hmm. And COVID-19 um, has devastated Patia and devastated most businesses um, we've grown during that period, and I, I say this with humility uh, mm -hmm. and thank you to everybody that's tuned in to us because we've grown a lot because we've really focused on, quite honestly, trying to get out all the bullshit and here's what's going on, here's what the government's reporting, here's what the restrictions are, what they aren't. So we gained, we quadrupled in size after the pandemic wow. hit. Um, and we've managed to retain uh, a lot of that audience during a very difficult time. And uh, we've, not only have we grown, we've also expanded our team. Back in, when we started in 2017, it was me uh, on a Facebook page and the WordPress website. Um, and Brian with the technical support of the servers yeah. and kind of the direction and strategy. Um, now we have uh, about a dozen, one of them's over there on a computer working on videos today. Um, we have a dozen full-time staff and we have about eh, over 20, 20 to 30 uh, freelancers, which get us our news. We, we try not to do any aggregation anymore. Um, all of our news is either sourced locally through our own reporters or through freelancers at a network of areas through Bangkok, Phuket, um, all Thai. Uh, the only foreigner that really involved is myself and, and Brian. Um, everybody else in the company is Thai. One of the questions I want to ask you, Adam, and, and you've just touched on it there, is obviously content is king. You've got to have as much content as you can. And also the quality of the content has to be really up there because otherwise people, like you say, they just sift through it and then, oh yeah, just, just rewritten stuff where it's just, dra just trash, you know, they don't watch it. One thing I would say is, you know, and, and what we do uh, on our Discord groups, we often share your news as a daily thing into our Discords because we get the news from you guys. Say, look, guys, here, here's the link. Have a look. This is what they've said today. How do you verify the news that you get? Where? What's your system? Because, like, if I sent you an article and said, "Oh, such and such has done this and done that," I mean, how how do you verify what you actually produce? So, 
It's very easy for local. Uh, national is a bit different. So for our local news, we have a, uh, as stated, we have our full-time reporters. We have two, two and a half full-time reporters that do absolutely nothing but go out and get stories for us all day. Okay. Um, a lot of the videos that you see, we have our own YouTube channel. It's nowhere near yours because <laughs> we're, we, we don't try to be entertaining on our channel. We're, we're news yeah. and we're short to the point, but that's been growing a lot too. Cheap plug, the Patia News. There's a link in the description. <laughs> Check it out. There you go. Um, but in terms of that, all the videos and stuff, that comes from our own team. And we have freelancers. There's a... There's an association of freelancers here that work with us directly um, and work for us. And so every day I wake up, uh, whatever time that might be, I, I still like to wake up a little bit late. I'm not an early, early to rise guy. <laughs> We're on different planets there then. Yeah. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning, I'm up. <laughs> That's usually when I go to bed, but a lot of it's because I'm still working. Yeah. Anyways, I wake up and uh, immediately I'll go on the line and we use line to communicate and I'll see what happened. And we we communicate through our line groups so they'll send me all the pictures the texts and tie all, all the videos and stuff that they filmed through the night and we immediately get to work our video guy who's sitting nearby uh starts editing the footage and putting it together wow. so that we put it on our youtube channel or facebook watch um later in the day or tiktok tiktok's huge for us uh, well, well i'll get to that in a minute wow. tiktok has oh, tiktok is incredibly huge but it's mostly a thai audience um, that's that's the thing too, is a lot of our foreign audience doesn't realize uh, or don't realize that we actually have a Thai side that is bigger mm. than our English website. That Thai side didn't start until 2019, but the Thai side is now, especially on TikTok and Facebook, is bigger than the English side. But they're two very different uh, ways of monetizing the business. Um, and two different customer groups. Our news, that, for the foreigners that are watching this that may speak Thai, our news in Thai is often very different than the news in English because you're, okay. you're focusing on two different groups of people um, with very different priorities. Uh, Thai audience is not interested in if there's going to be a visa extension mm. or in vaccination for foreigners. Foreigners are not interested in what's going on at the local temple. For the, for the most part. Yeah, true, so, yeah. um, also, a Thai audience has a completely different uh, mindset around uh, gore and blood and, and, what, <laughs> and what can be shown versus a English mindset. We're all concerned about, oh, what, what could the family think of, of showing a corpse or a body, whereas a lot of the Thai audience feels that that's appropriate. So the stuff on our Thai, although we still censor and blur, mm. uh, tends to be a bit more raw I wanted to said. ask you about that because one of the things that I noticed, especially in the news, like you said about your sense of the, the pictures, the videos and blur them out. But it seems like no matter what accident happens in this city, there are people there with with. I mean, how so, do they, so, so how here, they know what's going well, on? Those are our guys. So what happens is uh, most of the time our, our team is sitting at the police station or sitting with Sawang Borabun, the main rescue service, rescue service. For, for the area. And we go with them. Uh, we, right. We're on the radios, we're on the chat, we're invited to go most of the time. And so I, could I personally go? I have gone before, but I, I don't really need to. I hate traveling, as mentioned in the first video. Mm -hmm. And it, quite honestly, although I see it in pictures, in the pictures I see before it gets out to the audience, oh, yeah. um, they're not censored and it was uh that was a tough learning curve yeah um but i don't really want to see it in person i can deal with the pictures 
But so I stopped going out in person. But yeah, so our, our team is right there. That's how we get the content locally. I'll speak about nationally next. And uh, they go out, they take the pictures, take the video, they write it up in Thai, and then they send it to us in line. We have uh, several full-time writers for us. Um, and the writers are, they're Thai people, and they translate it to English, then I edit it. Um, they do a pretty good job, but it does need editing. Mm -hmm. And then we put it out for publishing. We've got a video guy, photo guy, uh, IT guy that put all that together for the website. Although I personally usually put everything and post it on the social media channels. Okay. Um, and in the final person before it's published. On, so a, big, on a big article, uh, like uh, the other night, uh, there was a, a raid in Treetown on people that That's were right, out yeah. drinking. I read and, that. Yeah, I, read uh, that. Yeah, I heard that. Read that. Treetown. What's going on in Treetown? Well, There's some good news in Treetown. There's a uh, new, uh, new bar. I heard there was a new bar a new coming. Bar yes. in Treetown. Apparently. Mm, apparently. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on from whenever that. it can open. <laughs> Anyways, uh, a, a whole bunch of people were arrested, and from the time that that came in from our team to getting out for publishing was about an hour. Which, wow. which we can boost up. And of course, we prioritize things. National, we have freelancers right now in uh, Phuket, which we're looking to grow Phuket uh, bigger in the future. Um, we're probably going to make a uh, English language Phuket website as well. And yes, you have the Phuket News. I feel they do a phenomenal job, mm -hmm. um, but we just wanna kind of put ourselves out there. Again, we don't wanna aggregate. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of our news is, as I mentioned earlier, is fully given with permission to Asian Now, uh, the Tiger. As long as they backlink to us and we get that, that traffic um, back to the website, that's fine with us. Yeah. Um, for the big national stories, we do a lot of fact checking. Uh, we do a lot of checking through some trusted Thai news sources, um, trusted Thai reporters. Mm -hmm. We have always aimed to not be the fastest. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, you posted this eight hours after another website did. Um, there's a reason for that. We, we, we're fast when we need to be, like the tree town thing. Yeah. But we really want to fact check things. There's a lot of, I hate the word fake news, but early news, um, using people's opinions as news, gossip out there, yeah. and you can often get things wrong. And we have made mistakes. Um, but for the most part, we made very few because we take the time to fact check it before delivering the news to people um, because that was very important to me is we wanted to become a trusted, reputable source and not what are the goats doing in India today <laughs> to try to get clickbait traffic. You mentioned there, and I'm gonna put you on the spot now, but you mentioned there that you've made mistakes. Looking back over your time in the, in the potato news, what springs to mind is the one thing you think, at the time we thought it was correct, we later found out it was wrong, and you think, oh man, that was just a, a major clangor. What, what's been like we, we've, the we've highlight? Been, we've been lucky that in the several years of doing this, we have never had any sort of uh, legal action. Okay. Um, we've had a couple phone calls from police, uh, I'll, I'll share one, that were unhappy with the news, but again, there's not as many restrictions on the news here as people think they are, mm. but we don't do because um, uh, I get and I still get messages every day. We don't do expose or investigative reporting. Um, it's very difficult to do in Thailand anyways because of slander and label yeah. laws. But because we don't do investigative reporting, it keeps us out of trouble. Okay. And it, it keeps us from making enemies 
um, and having lots of drama. So that has saved us a lot. And by investigative reporting, I mean, Bob, who hates his landlord, this is a, a true example, sends me an email that wants me to write a long, angry article about how his <laughs> landlord has ruined his condominium and, and his property, and it sends me 40 photos. That's, that's lovely, that's not lovely, but okay. That's, that's a real issue for Bob, but we're not in that business. Now, if you go to a lawyer and you file police reports and, and go through all those steps, then yes, we could write an article about it, but we're also gonna to talk to the landlord about yeah. what they think to get both sides of the story. And a lot of people aren't fans of that. Question for you though, Adam, is obviously you just mentioned that you get a lot of uh, people sending in stories. Out of all the stories you get, I'm, I'm guessing you get hundreds every day. I mean, how many of them well, do you think? not hundreds, but yeah. I mean, how, when do you say you think, why on earth have you sent me that? I mean, like how much like, not, not trolls, I don't use that word, that's the wrong description. We but get a lot of people that, and again, we, I talked about this in the first video, there's a lot, it's a small town with a lot of diverse personalities yeah. and backgrounds, and a lot of people have problem with person A, and person A has a problem with person B, and they want us to write a story about it. I'm sorry, that's not a story, <laughs> that's a personal issue. As for our biggest problem we had um, at the news that I can immediately recall, there's two uh, short stories, number one, was uh, this was very early. Uh, this was in 2018, we were still learning. And I got a story that a foreigner had jumped off the roof, um, jumped off a roof of a building in Central Pathia. I initially, uh, I, I read some comments online that he initially jumped off, I don't wanna name the hotel, had initially jumped off the roof of a hotel. Um, he had actually jumped off the roof of Central Festival, but many people thought due to where he landed, he had jumped off the roof of a nearby hotel. Oh, okay. So we wrote incorrectly that he had jumped off the roof of that hotel, and the hotel management called us within 20 minutes. They were not happy with that, <laughs> um, as, yeah, as you imagine. can imagine. Yeah, yeah. And so we learned a lot about incidents like that in general. Um, to kind of name the vicinity and not specific businesses. Mm -hmm. Also, in Thailand, many people are afraid of ghosts. Oh, I know, it's and, mad, isn't it? It's crazy, yeah. So, crazy. in the West, people are like, uh, there was this horrible shooting or thing at, at this condo, but you didn't name what condo it was at. It can actually get us in legal trouble. Mm -hmm. um, and the condo hates when we name them because they're afraid that people won't want to stay there anymore because they're afraid of ghosts yeah, or people course, that yeah. died. Um, the second thing was, uh, we posted a viral video, some of you guys might remember this, about two years ago, of uh, a group of, I think they were Chinese, uh, a group of Chinese tourists that were very drunk in front of a disco on Walking Street that had the crap beaten out of them by bouncers. Oh, I remember that, um, and it, I remember that. Yeah, and we were the first to post that, and it went absolutely viral everywhere, with yeah. millions of views um, of these two, Ch and quite honestly, if you, the video yeah, before we posted again learning we probably should have posted more context to it because the guys have been thrown out of the club mm -hmm. they were very drunk they were caught no they shouldn't have been beaten up for it but they were being a real problem prior to it yeah I remember that. and uh the police were not happy so we did get a little phone call about that but again it wasn't it was like look you guys have published it it is what it is um and they ended up turning a, uh, a negative story into a positive story because of course the next day, here's all the security guards weighing and apologizing yeah, yeah. on TV yeah. and on our footage with our reporters uh, and the Chinese tourists accepted the apology. And uh, they actually admitted that they were under the influence. And had You been. mentioned Walking Street. Yeah. And funny enough, that's a bit of a hot topic right now. Mm -hmm. So 
as you're the man with your finger on the pulse, you know, you've got a lot of, of journalists out there, a lot of uh, reporters coming back to you time after time. The common conception right now, as we sit here, is that Walking Street is done. It's finished. That's it. It's, it's over. They're going to knock it down. They're going to build whatever they're going to build, etc., etc. What is your honest opinion with all the information that you managed to gather? What do you see the future of not only just Walking Street, but Patea as a city? Okay. So first off, uh, I talked about how we get our news from our full-time reporters and our part-time reporters. Mm-hmm. Um, they also attend every single, I don't go myself because my tie's not great. It's getting better. I can read it better than I can, because uh, I read everyday articles yeah. in Thai. I can read it now better than I speak it. But they go to every meeting, um, every city hall meeting, every uh, city council meeting, um, every planning meeting, uh, they're there. And that's how we get all that information very quickly because it's then sent to us uh, th- by our team through our chats, we edit it yep. and put it out. So not only is this not gossip or what Bob, who's sitting in uh, London right now and hasn't been here in seven years, thinks is going to happen. And I I know Bob's on the chat. Hi, Bob. Good good, good to see you. But that's not who we listen to or get our news from. Yeah. Um, It's it's no secret that Walking Street has been, I wouldn't say it's been hit the hardest. I'd say the hardest was uh, Soy 7 and Soy 8 and uh, Soy Arab. Soy Arab has probably actually been hit the hardest by this because there's no local uh, uh, Middle Eastern or Arab and Indian businesses, um, Indian uh, businesses in general were hit very hard. But Walking Street was one of the hardest hit areas. And we actually put out on our news the other day kind of what their vision for it is of artists renditions. And in that artist rendition, all the buildings on the beach side are still there. Mm. Um, The rumor that they're taking away licenses from uh, all the buildings on the right, that's false. What they're actually doing is they're looking at the buildings on the right that may go way out too much into the ocean. There's a couple of them that may have to make some adjustments. Not knocking down the whole area, Um, especially in terms of sewage uh, and concerns about sewage going out to the sea. And this is all part of their current project that they're doing of moving all the electrical cables underground Underground, on Walking Street, which is a mess, but they hope to be done by January. Once that's done, they're going to repave uh, the entire street um, and they're going to do some changes in terms of what the area looks like. Their vision, and this is directly from the meetings of Walking Street, is for it to be a bustling area in the daytime, like parts of Las Vegas, and nighttime. What they would really like is uh, a huge group of tourists, yes, probably Chinese, uh, go to Golan for the day, enjoy the island, get off the island at a nice... Uh, nice pier. They do want to knock the waterfront down, by the way. They're, they're battling to knock it down. It is going to come down, but who knows please, when. Please. That waterfront yeah. is the ugly condo at the yeah. end of Valley High. It's been about 10 years. So <laughs> they're going to get off at the pier, and then what they want them to do is to walk through Walking Street, not just at night to like look at uh, some guys pretending to hit each other, <laughs> but to actually have restaurants and businesses and places to shop uh, that are still high-end. And at night, they do still want nightlife, nightclubs, places to go to. Do they want it to be the absolute red light district it is now? Probably not, mm. but they're, they're not gonna ban it. Now, that being said, um, 
the area, and we can talk about this a little, the area that has kind of most benefited from the pandemic has been the Treetown, LK Metro, uh, Central Soibuacau area, mm. because quite honestly, a lot of the expats, that's where they hang out, that's where they had hung out. So a lot of the infrastructure and new bars. <coughs> really? Hint, hint, hint. Is there really new bars out there? Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable, n don't believe what you hear. N new bars in the planning <laughs> uh, in that area have really kind of you know, boosted that up. I don't think walking, it, walking streets not, it's gonna change, but it's not gonna go away. And a lot of the businesses there had already been changing for an audience that is not Western foreigners, which is probably most of who's watching this channel. Um, prior to the pandemic, the area that was most growing, and I'm friends with several people that work with them and own these, was the Indian nightclubs and mm. discos. Oh, yeah. And yeah. contrary to belief, um, they make bank. Uh, you walk in and people would think that, oh, Indians don't spend any money. That's not true. You walk into some of these nightclubs and there's bottles everywhere, guys throwing out thousands everywhere. It's mind blowing. Um, and they were hit very hard by the pandemic. But every day to our news, without fail, we get dozens of messages from guys in India. When can I come back? When can I come back? When can I come back? Um, and that area of Walking Street is going to recover very quickly the moment Indians can return. Uh, and I know guys on this channel may not be excited about that, but that's a nightlife area and it will bring traffic to that area. Um, some of the other businesses have no intention of going anywhere. Sapphire Go Go has no intention of going anywhere. They've actually put money into remodeling, planning on opening. Windmills not going anywhere. Uh, Skyfall plans to reopen. And then you've got places like iBar um, and uh, uh, the former JP Bar. It's now a nightclub, but I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. The JP, oh, um, yeah. Re uh, not Republic. Um, JP Republic, Yeah, that's it. Uh, JP, uh, they're planning on reopening too. So a lot of these are just kind of uh, mothballing, to use a term that I've heard from other people for now, until things get better. Um, so I do think Walking Street's gonna recover. It's gonna look different. Uh, quite honestly, a lot of expats um, and regular visitors don't bother going down there anyways. Um, one thing that had also changed during the pandemic and a, a big success story, was Panda Nightclub. Uh, Panda Nightclub prior to the pandemic had focused primarily on uh, Chinese and Korean visitors and Japanese. Um, after they lost all that, they rebranded into a Thai nightclub and were arguably up until the uh, most recent closure in April, the busiest uh, Thai nightclub in Pattaya. Wow. And so you could see some more Thai nightclubs decide, depending on how expensive it would be to get in, end up in that area too. So I think it's gonna change and look a bit different, but Panda's success had a lot of people raise eyebrows because before people had not thought that a Thai nightclub could succeed on Walking Street and Panda was arguably not just the busiest Thai nightclub, but the busiest nightclub period. And yes, I'm including Ibar when things were open in the pandemic period. Interesting you say about the, the Thai nightclub because also what I've noticed and seen, particularly over the last year, there seems to be a lot more people from Bangkok, Thai people from Bangkok, coming down into Pattaya now. Correct. Um, up, up until April 10th, which is when the most recent shutdown shuttered our nightlife, hospitality, and tourism industry, um, we were seeing a lot of success, especially last year. Um, we were shut twice, for those who may not have followed, three times actually. We were shut most recently though, uh, two days before New Year's, mm -hmm. okay. uh, which was a huge de devastating thing for businesses. Mm -hmm. But that only lasted five weeks. When this 
most recent shutdown happened in April, a lot of us, myself included, also felt at this at that time it would be no more than two months at the most. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're sitting here going into month five um, and is pretty devastating yeah. to people. But domestic tourism had really, really uh, saved a lot of businesses here. And contrary to belief, uh, you probably know this, but a lot of viewers don't, uh, a large number of people did go through that uh, quarantine process, did go through ASQ. Every week I was meeting people who had gone through that quarantine process. And when the Phuket Sandbox started, it was hopeful, it still is hopeful, that a lot of those people in the sandbox would then want to travel to Pattaya Mm -hmm. and spend money here. And they would if anything was open. Uh, I think going into, Going into this holiday season, a lot of people are like, well, are they going to let things open? Are they not? Uh, I'll get to that later, but they really need to at least start with focusing on domestic tourism again. The ties, foreigners that are in the country, um, and that alone will allow businesses to recover long enough until international tourism can resume at a wider scale, which I do believe will be next year. Well, we're getting close to the end of the interview. I think what I want to do is ask you, I guess, the question that everybody wants the answer to. So I'm going to put you on the spot. And you know the question because I know your, your mind's racing here thinking, I know what he's going to ask me. You get asked this all the time. In- I, am I single? I am, absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave my phone number afterwards. There you go, see? How about that? Kill two birds with one stone. In terms of um, where we are right now, and obviously we're in lockdown, then we're going to reopen. There's going to be the, the drive for domestic tourism to try and boost to the restaurants, etc., and hotels. In all honesty, and I know that we can't hold you to this, but in all honesty, with the knowledge that you have of this city, with the inroads that you get through Pater News and all the other the people you know, when do you think international tourism will resume? So two days ago, um, those of you who, co- who watch our news are probably aware of this. The government made a very, uh, to some people surprising, although I'm not surprised, announcement that we need to live with COVID-19 and that they're shifting the strategy from zero COVID um, to treating every single case as an emergency um, to gradually shifting to living with COVID-19. And most people, not everyone, but most people seem to feel that this is the way that they need to move forward on this. And uh, this isn't a new strategy. Really, when the prime minister back in June said that he's opening the country in October, a lot of people laughed, but they didn't really read the whole story. He never said that that we're going to open the country in October with no quarantines, no rules, let everybody fly in and back to normal. No, he said that we're it's it's not a countdown. Technically, the country's already open with Phuket and now some of the other islands like Koh Samui. that's all part of this plan. They plan on opening areas that are well enough vaccinated and living with COVID. Now, currently, uh, Pattaya and Chambari, uh, Pattaya specifically is about 33% vaccinated. We're a long ways away from that 70%. Yeah. But there's a lot of reasons for that. And the biggest reason is because they've allocated the vast majority of vaccines to Bangkok. Over the past several days, we've seen something that again was probably surprising to many people but i was expecting it as i had said on other interviews that come in uh 
late August, early September, we're going to start seeing an uprise in vaccinations here in Pattaya. So many guys were probably pleasantly surprised to see lines of hundreds of foreigners at Central Festival get recently over the past several days getting their vaccines mm. finally. Uh, the process for ties has started to pick up as well also in getting vaccinations. That's going to be a key to opening up the area. Um, on the other side, and it's a long answer, but it's, it's good that I, I paraphrase it. Uh, Thailand is not, some people are like, well, they, they need to wait till Thailand's 70% vaccinated for the whole country to open. That's not gonna happen. And it's, it's not gonna happen for a lot of reasons. Most other countries have not. But the biggest reason is Thailand is not giving a nice magical furlough for everybody to stay home. They're not giving moratoriums. Bar owners are not getting nice paychecks like they were in the UK or Australia to stay closed. There's nothing. And the negative side of lockdowns, if, if you go down for a walk on Jomtien Beach at night, there's hundreds, I'm not exaggerating, hundreds of homeless people everywhere. Um, people in food lines because the government is not providing them financial aid that they need. There are some programs out there, contrary to belief, but they're very minimal and they mostly target people that had social security. And in Thailand, the vast majority of workers are informal. And so all that from the whole lockdown problem to people not having financial aid to the economy losing literally billions uh, of baht every month from everything being closed, they really have no choice but to at least ease the restrictions. All week long, they've already been stating, they being the government, that we're going to ease some restrictions here in September. Okay. Um, bars are probably not going to be on the agenda at first. And I, I do still think bars will be open um, by the latest November. But uh, I think we're gonna start again with a gradual reopening. We're a maximum control zone right now, which basically means everything's closed, including the beaches, except for supermarkets and uh, pharmacies and essential stuff. So I think they're gonna start with reopening uh, some uh, in September, some of the public areas again, okay. probably malls. A lot of people are like malls, oh, so the big owners <laughs> can make money. Don't forget, um, malls employ here in Pattaya, Terminal uh, 21 and Central Festival, thousands of people. That's thousands of people who really, some of them might have social security and might be getting 50% uh, of their pay, but many of them are not. And uh, so malls and dine-in at restaurants, because the restaurant lobby in Thailand is very powerful. Do I think we're gonna be open for everybody to fly in without quarantine uh, by this Christmas? No, I don't. I, I, I don't think we're gonna see a wider scale of tourism until Songkran. I, I, really, I really think uh, they're gonna target Songkran as having a proper Songkran next year for the first time since 2019. That's their biggest holiday. Um, but I do think that they're going to do everything in their power to get domestic tourism up and going. Um, and I do think we're going to see a Pattaya style sandbox, but it's not going to be the type you guys want. Um, the Pattaya sandbox is not going to be like Phuket because we've been at the meetings. We've seen the plans. It's it, Cologne, isn't it? In Cologne? Uh, uh, that's one proposal, but it's not finalized. But basically, it is going to be a safe and sealed, which means for seven days, you can hang around your resort or go to places that probably most of the viewers here don't want to go, like go diving, go to an island, go to a temple with a tour group. Um, but after seven days, you can do what you want. So I, I do think it's a, and hey, it's a hell of a lot better than being stuck in a hotel room for 14 days, Absolutely. like is the current ASQ. Well, all I can say is, Adam, I think you've got that pretty much nailed in fairness. That's kind of how I see things. And I think that 
definitely by Christmas there's got to be some form of movement and definitely by Songkran next year it has to be as close to opening as we can possibly get so fingers crossed yeah. fingers crossed you know let's hope and guys you're watching this hopefully you'll look back and you'll say Do you know what Adam he was spawn. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Yep, very Thank good. Thank you very much. And guys, if you want to find out more and connect up with Adam, I'll put the links in the description below to the Patea News uh, Facebook pages, all the ways in their YouTube channel, the ways you can connect and keep up to date. And I use their channel all the time. You know, they do have their finger on the pulse. It is good, informative uh, news, so it's definitely worth checking out. But guys, that's it from us today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank As guys. always, guys, remember hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when we bring out a new video. Check out our members area. More and more members are joining each and every day. And join our Discord group. So many like-minded people just like you guys that are on there chatting away to each other and uh, killing time, which is what we've got plenty of right now. All right, that's it, guys. Thank you very much for watching. And please, as always, wherever you are in the world, stay safe.